right. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome again. This is episode three of How to Fix Horse Racing. I'm Tom and Tom. And of course, we have Randy. But we have a very special guest tonight. Uh, we put the call out, How to Fix Horse Racing. We had some great dialogue on Twitter, DMs. And uh, this guy, a lot of people may know him. Uh, if you don't, you're going to know him now. He is a, first of all, I want to get his thoughts on some bourbons that that I uh, that I've had in my life because because he he is a bourbon expert. This guy is so important that his last interaction on Twitter that Southwest Airlines actually responded to to <laughs> his picture and question. Um, he is the co-founder of Wasabi Ventures. Uh, he is TK Kugler. TK, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. I'm excited to be here. And can I tell you something real quick about TK? TK came on and talked about how to fix horse racing and blew my mind about, you know, this exchange wagering thing. I'll be honest, um, you know, and I kind of knew about it, but I wanted to know more. And this is really, really interesting. And TK obviously is a smart guy. So, you know, we got him on here. And, and thank you, TK, for coming on. Good, good to be here. Good to be here. So exchange wagering, you want to jump in and I'll give you some, I'll, I'll throw thoughts at you if you want. And then you- Right, you, look at TK's going right at it, right away. Part of exchange wagering, we're going at it. So let's do yeah. it, Tom, what do you think? Let's go to the throne. Let's talk about exchange wagering. I want to talk about wasabi, how we can how we can fix horse racing with, with wasabi, but- I'm from Delaware. I, I don't know how to add. Uh, let's let's talk a little well, bit. Well, you know, first of all, I wanted to, you know, at least to give give DK uh, intro of what you're doing and everything, but that's okay. We'll go into exchange wagering, TK. But first off, tell everybody real quick what what you're doing, what what you're involved in before we go yeah. into that. Yeah, so from a racing perspective, horse racing perspective, I uh, am the founder, managing partner of a group called Wasabi Venture Stables. We've been around about five years, and uh, we uh, think of us as a syndicate, um, except that a few interesting aspects of us, we're, we're a fairly large syndicate, um, about 1,200, 1,300 people uh, actively in our group. We let people buy anywhere between a half and 1% of a horse, and uh, there's no upcharge on the horse. It's completely transparent. Um, all of the, uh, the if, if it's a horse that we're racing, if it's a racehorse, there's no ongoing expenses on that horse. Um, and the way it works is, uh, and, and there's no, there's no built-in dollars into the upfront either to cover expenses. So, um, and we don't do deal horses either. That's an important thing. You know, we can talk about deal horses sometime, but, but it's, it's a true, we pay day rates to our, our trainers and, and I just, I cover the day rates is, is the story. I cover the expenses and we settle up when a horse stops running. So if it makes money, money goes back to people. And, and we've been pretty successful, uh, 54% of the horses that we've claimed in the last five years um, have actually returned money to the people who bought into them. Um, it's a pretty crazy stat if you know horse racing that you're actually returning money to people. Um, but 30, 36% of our claimers have actually been profitable uh, for the people involved, um, which is pretty unheard of in this game. So 
Um, so yeah, that's, but we cover, we're soup to nuts now. You know, I, I don't do anything half-assed. I go full ass all the time, which <laughs> is so, you know, we started off as a claiming operation. with the clowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we start off as a claiming operation for probably the first year or so, but we run one of the largest breeding operations um, in, in the mid-Atlantic. Um, you know, we have more, we have, I think, the third or fourth most amount of broodmares in the entire mid-Atlantic area now. We stood a stallion. Um, we own 10% of Painter, Jimmy Creed. So, I mean, we've, we, we've, we've gone full uh, we've gone full into the game, you know, and we give people a chance to be a part of it. You know, you want to be a part of a yearling. Fantastic. You want to be a part of a nickel claimer. Fantastic. We're going to cover soup and nuts and do it all. And, uh, that's really, it's how you build the game. You create new owners, which is, which is part of part of what we, our, our grand story. What we're trying people, to do. How to fix horse racing. Fix yeah, horse yeah, racing. And why do I not believe TK is all in after hearing that? How do we not believe hey, this? Congratulations on uh, lap of luxury <laughs> last week. By the way, that was uh, that was a Thanks. nice that was a nice bomber that ran down in Florida. Um, thanks, thanks for giving us the tip too. By the way, kidding. Um, yeah, I, but, I, it was a, it was a twenty. It was I I, I had I I had the exacta and and the win. Um, and it paid out twenty nine thousand to me. So, um, so and it was. I a, guess who didn't it, have it? Us. Yeah, <laughs> we were going. We were yeah. going back and forth. TK said what he bet. I said I was happy with my ten dollar bet on it. Uh, yeah, thinking, thinking I was all hot <laughs> shit. Um, but uh, no, that's unbelievable. I, I've been, I've been uh, lucky enough to see to see uh, some of your horses at at my at my Delaware Park. Uh, Laurel, a couple of the other tracks down down here that that I'm very familiar with, and uh, just a really really big fan. We've interacted on Twitter now for a little bit bit over a year or so, and uh, just really glad to to have you on. And in exactly what we're what we're talking about, what we're what what Randy and I are, are doing here, and that is um, exactly what you're talk, doing with Wasabi. And I'd love to dive into that, but Rand, like Randy said, this this exchange wagering is 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 interesting, and and if you can if you can just like I said, I'll 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 admit, Randy Randy's smarter than me in this aspect. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Well, well, first and, and, of all, what do you mean in this aspect? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just leave it at Randy <laughs> is smarter than me, and just leave it alone. But no, absolutely, TK, congratulations on everything you're doing. But what Tom's saying is exchange wagering. This is something that came up a lot. You talked about it back and forth with people that were talking about it with us and everything. Explain this to, let's just say Tom. As if you're explaining it to a golden retriever as as, uh, as the show goes. Uh, that's, that's, that's the, yeah, exactly. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain ex exchange wagering and what it could be, not necessarily how it has been implemented already in the U.S. So let's let's just pretend we have a blank piece of paper, and if I was building exchange wagering, how I would build it. Okay, so 
we'll start with what wagering is in the U.S. today, which is it's paramutual wagering. Everybody understands that the money goes into a pool. The odds are created uh, and change over time, depending on how much money goes into the pool after uh, after the take is taken out by the track and and the admin that runs it. OK, whatever's left is the odds and it gets paid out, blah, blah, blah. We all understand paramutual raging. It's been that way. 100 plus years, right? That's that's kind of how the US has done it. So let's let's talk about what how exchange wagering in its perfect form is different. Instead of having a system where I I go in and I put my $2 win bet in and it goes in with your $2 win bet and your $2 win bet and it all gets mixed in into a pool. Instead, I, there's a system that exists and it, this is only happens because of the digital age. Um a system exists where I go on and say, you know what, I think the number four is going to win here for $2. Um, and I've got a $2 bet out there. Um, and I'm willing to pay uh, five to one for somebody to bet against me to take that bet. It, you know, wow. will anybody take that bet for me? It turns me basically into a bookie is what it basically does. I'm, a, I'm my own bookie. You two out there and hundreds of other people are out there are looking as I post that. Think of this as PayPal, right? not PayPal, I'm sorry, eBay. Think of it as eBay. Wow. I can go on to eBay and I, <laughs> I post, instead of me posting my little you know glass here and I want somebody to buy the glass, instead I'm putting out a $5 win bet on the, on the four. Who wants a piece of that? And if you will, what will you pay for it? You'll give me wow. four to one odds for it. Fantastic. I'll, I'll take that. You're only going to give me even money. No, I can't do that. Can you move to two to one? All of that is happening real time. And I make the determination if I'll take that bet and, or not take that bet. Just like eBay. Once again, I put something up on eBay. I can put a reserve and it doesn't happen, right? I'm not going to sell this glass for 10 cents. I got to get a dollar. What's well, the same thing here? That's exchange wagering at its very simplest form, right? So then you'd ask, well, well, why, 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 why wouldn't we have that? Well, because, because it becomes a lot less obvious for the house how they're making money, right? Uh, because you have to make it obvious that you're putting a, a service charge on every single one of those exchanges. But if you're honest and transparent, what I would say is, is that those, those dollars, if you do this well, would actually go up. They wouldn't go down because you would have real interactions from one fan to another fan, and they control the transaction, not this not the pool, house, not the whole, not the house, and not this weird pool that no one really understands, right? Well, there's there's a hundred thousand dollars in it, and they're taking out how much, and I don't, you know, try to explain paramutual raging wagering to somebody who's never seen that before. <laughs> it's completely That's... confusing. So I walked up five minutes before the race, and I bought it. I bought my two dollar ticket, and it was eight to one. And, but I only got two to one because somebody dumped a ton of money when it went to the gate. How's that? I don't understand. That's fan friendly. How the hell is that fan friendly? Instead, I, 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 I can go in. Think about, think about exchange wagering from this perspective. And let's take it out. Let's take it out of horse racing. And let's think about sports betting. 
if I go and, and make a sports bet, which is now legal in so many places, right? It wasn't for a long time, but it is now. If I go and make a sports bet and the line is seven and a half on a football game, I get seven and a half at that point. If the house decides later to make that five and a half or two and a half or 27 and a half, it doesn't impact my wager. I had my wager. I got it exchanged in this case with the house instantly. It's done. Now I paid my, I had to pay the juice, right? You know, so I had to, I had to pay the Vic. So I paid it, but it's transparent. It's honest and everybody gets it. It's not tricky of, well, you know, there's some offshore group that's going to dump $3 million on this race at the very last second because, <laughs> because their algorithm said it said they could. That's, that's just crap. That's not user-friendly. That's not fan-friendly. Exchange wagering in its purest form is easy to understand, easy to build, too, by the way. This is not hard technology. This is technology well, that's that, been built that was 30 years question, ago. Okay. 30 right. years ago. 30 years ago, I could have built this. I could have put this technology in place and had it running. Forget about it. I could do it in 15 minutes today. I could, you know, I mean, obviously, you gotta, you'd have to build it. I'm, I'm you know, right. hyperbolic. Sure, but, sure. But my, but my point is, is that we're not inventing the wheel from a technology standpoint. Now, we could do some really cool shit. If you want to get really cool here, now imagine you're doing all of that on the blockchain and that that happens, that transaction happens on a blockchain instead of, instead of via a server-based system. Now, I, so I don't want to go way down in the weeds here, but, 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 but the point is, is that the technology easily exists today and it has for decades, not measured in single digit years, decades to do this. Once again, eBay, I mean, this is nothing more at the end of the day than eBay. <laughs> and eBay, Good analogy. Was, eBay was created in 1992, right? So we're, we're 20 some years into the, into the ability to exchange an item for an item. For 30. an item for a dollar, right? Yeah, 30. Yeah, I'm getting old, man. You know, don't, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I missed, okay. I missed yeah, a whole decade are. there. It must have been an acid fine. or something. But, uh, <laughs> but, but no, no, but, but you get my point is, is that this is, this is not, this is completely possible. And on top of it, it's completely easy to understand. Uh, you could explain this to a brand new fan and say, just go on the system and put up, what number you want for a win bet and how much you want to, how much you want to bet and whatever odds you want to put up there. And if somebody likes that, they'll come and buy it. And if not, they'll bid you down. They'll say, Hey, I'll offer you half those odds. Would you take that? Oh, I'll take that. What the heck? That's what we're talking about here. And then some of the pushback will be, well, you know, the house won't like it. They'll cut you off. They'll cut you off because they, they don't want people. They don't want the sharps. They don't want them always winning. In what I described, the house doesn't give two flying shits who wins. They don't care. What do they care? They're, they're no, getting they're their take. They get their yeah, as anyway. long as they get that. That exactly. Yeah. They they get that service charge for just being the broker of the it. rake. That's what, that, they get the rake. They get the rake. They yeah. get the rake. And that's and that in in that in its pure sense was is what exchange wagering is. Now, unfortunately. It hasn't been implemented that way in the U.S. yet. You know, New Jersey did their attempted exchange wagering, but what they what they corrupted it was by having the house still involved with trying to figure out if the price was the right price or not. Yeah, because uh, you could break a house. 
right? You could. So what I'm what I'm talking about is is that we're all the house. In, in is is what exchange well, yeah if you're betting against one person you're not gonna break the, they, they put it up no right and, and you could do other creative things for example let me just throw out ideas and once again we're spitballing and none of us are going to build this in the next 15 minutes so if somebody out there wants I'm to working build, on it now go, dk i'm working go, on go it. for it but i can but see imagine, the, I, I can see the smoke above your head randy Imagine, imagine a scenario that looks like this, where I go on and I say, um, I want the number four horse and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put I'm putting up a thousand bucks though. I got a thousand. Well, the number, the number of people out there who can match me dollar for dollar, you know, on any given race might not make any sense, but instead what happens is I can sell off that, that exchange. I can exchange that piece in pieces. I got 20 people who will just take a piece of that bet. So my $1,000 goes down. Somebody only takes $2 of it. What do I care? You take $2 of it and, you, and it whittles down. And all of a sudden I get rid oh, of Wow. So, so it's, 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 it's staying with that eBay analogy. It'd be no different than somebody goes on and says, I have 15 of these cups. They're each going to be $2. Who wants them? Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be one person who takes them all. It could just be a person taking a piece of each one of those, right? Or one yeah. person could walk in and say, I love that. I'm taking all of that. I want all of that right now because I think he's put the odds at the wrong level. I'm taking all of it right now, right? Then, you know, so that's one argument, you know, so I just covered two of the arguments. The third argument that you'll hear against it is, well, it only really works for win wagering. What? doesn't work for it works for all wagering now does it get tricky for horizontals sure if you're going to do a pick five here you got to have somebody who's looking and saying okay i i got that i i got it but it could be done it's tricky for horizontals i'll be the first to admit it it would take it would take some thinking through but for for any single race wager a win an exacta a trifecta supers you know show bets place bets you can make you can do all of that there's, there's no reason you can't do right. all of those wagers. So that's, that's exchange wagering, in my opinion. Um, and honestly, it is exchange wagering by any definition that exists in the world by somebody who actually knows what exchange wagering is. So well, let me ask you, TK, and I'm, I'm going to say this. Like, so this could be done easily. Let's go into that. Could yeah. it be done at the tracks? Could it be done at like... And the rake would be okay enough for the tracks to stay alive. It could be done. In my opinion is yes. Now, now once again, I haven't built a financial model to show exactly how it would do. But like anything else, you'd have to have the right amount of, of the right amount of uptick and you'd have to have the right amount of rollout of this. And you'd have to, you'd have to put it together correctly and, and execute on it correctly. But, you know, if you think about that, so let's think of it this way is, What's the, what's, let's ask some questions back. What's the current uh, take on uh, a standard win bet in the U.S.? You guys got a, an average percentage? Do you want to throw out an average percentage? No, I can't. No. Tom's mm. looking it up right now, probably. Uh, <laughs> I think, no. you know, I think it's in that 18% range. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was, okay. was, okay. was going to say 15 10. But yeah. 15, it's 18, <laughs> let's say it's 15 to, I think the range usually is 15 to 22, you know, sure, so sure. we'll just say it's 18 just to keep it simple, but okay. okay so, so, so they're taking an 18% of a win bet. Now, obviously they, there's all kinds of 
different takes depending on the types of bets and all of that. But but let's just say it's 18%. Okay, so would I be willing to give up 36 cents on a $2 bet if I get, if I, if I get, because once again, it wouldn't be just me giving up 36 cents. I'd only have to give up half of that. I don't only have to give up a quarter. So let's say it's a, let's say it's a $1 bet just to keep the math simple. So to get a better take for the house and make it transparent, it's the 25%. It's you got to pay put up a quarter, but there's two sides to the exchange. There's you who's taking my bet and it's me putting up the bet. So it's only 12 and a half percent to each one of us on that $2 bet. Right. So I'm willing for a $1 putting it up to give up 12 and a half cents. If I can get true odds, true transparency and get the odds that I want. And if you do this in a friendly way, if you do this in an interesting kind of way, you, there are social components of it too, right? What if there was transparency to know that Tom is on the other side of this bet with me? Now, all of a sudden, we've got a fun interaction of uh, me beating Tom personally instead sure. of, instead of me trying you. to beat... I name a nameless face. I'm jumping yeah. on you. So, so you, you put all of those components in place, and I think my answer is, yeah, I, I, think, I think you can build a financial model that says it's better for the game um, and better for the, for the gamblers who are involved, too. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, well better, yeah, better yeah, for the gamblers. Let's, 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 there's two things I want to go into right there. And thank you, TK. That actually broke it down very much like, like I get like, it. I'm sure Tom yeah. does, too. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. But let's break it down on two levels of, okay, how would this – because I believe like fixed odds, I think is a whole different ballgame. Because I did I did an article last month, and I was the one against fixed odds because you can break the house. Yeah, I didn't fixed, like fixed odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fixed fixed odds. Fixed odds can't work uh, in horse racing long term. It's not possible. It's just it's not. It, it can work in small instances. It can work in for small bets. Um, it's not going to work, um, at any kind of scale, uh, because it's, the risk is way too high on fixed odds for the house. For the house. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. You get, you get, I I, I said the same thing. You got got a whale or something to finger lakes and they could, they could kill the house. I was the only one that said it in the article too, which I was upset about. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan at all of, of fixed odds. I mean, the, the greatest form, you know what the greatest form of fixed odds that exists it exists already in horse racing and paramutual wagering. It's called a bridge jumper. That's fixed oh, we, odds. Yeah, we love the bridge jumpers. We almost but, got but, them. But, but bridge jumping, by definition, is fixed odds. I know I'm getting 5 or 10% return. I know it. If I hit, I get 5 or 10% to burn, depending on the, on the jurisdiction. It's a, it's a fixed bet. It's fixed odds. That's it's, actually, yeah, that's. Well, and, if, and, but, and, but, house, but TK, and the house, and the house is scared of as all get out of that. Right? Yeah, but they that's are... if you know there's going to be a bridge jumper, right? No, 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 no. But but the but the but the house. I'm thinking from the house perspective. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. Because okay. a bridge jumper is scary to the house because you can flood, you can flood the. Oh the, yeah, the... yeah. You could bet like five million on a horse that all of exactly. a sudden, it, it right? Is one and you, you flooded you could... the pool, and even if it hits, oh I'm yes, 
it's bigger than every other bet that was made. And, 100%. I'm, getting, and I'm getting my 10%, no matter what. That's why, but th- that is fixed odds wagering. It already exists. It's called bridge jumping. That's a um, good call. I, I never thought of that, but you're absolutely right. From a house perspective. I thought Flightline would be bridge jumpers. Somebody else was yesterday at Santa Anita. But anyway, I thought that would be bridge jumping. And 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 and, and that's true because you're right. Because yeah. you're going to get one to nine. You're going to get 10 cents. You no matter what. what. And, and I already know. You're gonna, you I already know. It. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many people bet on the other side of me on, in that case. I'm I'm getting my 10%. Yeah, and the house is screwed and has to pay it. I get to give me ten cents on my dollar. And that's yeah. So I'm I'm getting a five percent return on a two on my two dollar bet, no matter what. It's fixed odds. That's that's you're right. That's wow. TK smart. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's used to dealing with me, TK. So so yeah, um, yeah. When I get these guys, I got to deal with. <laughs> blowing my mind. Um, but no, no it's no. good stuff. No, absolutely. Um, but and I'll say the other thing, yeah. So I was never a fan of fixed odds. What 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 mom no, I, I was no, against none of us have. Um, would the house be able to keep the same sort of take to keep the house afloat? I, I think I think you'd have to have two things happen. Um so first of all, here's the dirty little secret, and we all know this is it's not that it's not that much of a secret to anybody who looks at the books. The house. The house, if you think of the house as the racetrack itself, they're not getting any of the damn take anyway. They, they sold their souls a long time ago to the ADWs, and they gave that away. And now that's why every racetrack in the country struggles unless they also own the ADW. Okay, that's, that's the case. Okay, they only get the on-premises betting, and the on-premises betting is so small it doesn't matter uh, in most cases, right? So that's the, that's the, that's the truth. But if I was if I was able to be if I was able to be Delaware Park, and I created a my own exchange wagering, and I was able to do it outside of the ADW, hell yeah, I could absolutely make more money than I'm currently making being given away to the ADWs. But you'd have to is, get away from the. How would that happen? You could you absolutely could you could you could you could fork it right it's you, you'd fork it you'd let the paramutual wagering stay in place if that's what people want to do that's fantastic parallel to that in the state of um, and I'm picking it on Delaware because we talked sure you know I know I know you're there this is, could be any track it doesn't really matter um you know Prairie Meadow whatever if you know I go to I go to Delaware and say listen I, I want to basically create this exchange wagering system and I'm going to paramutual still is going to exist the ADW deals that we have in place still exist and if people want to bet over there that's fine I'm going to give a completely alternative place to bet side by side on that and that's exchange wagering and here's how it's going to be right so if some if you know you know, Fred out there and sitting in TV land wants to make a wager and still do his paramutual wager and he could, but imagine if he could also go online and do an exchange wager at Delaware. And in that case, Delaware gets to keep all of the take and it doesn't have to give a whole bunch of it away to every single piece of that ADW food chain. That's how you make this work. The other thing that you would have to believe is, is, is that if you could have exchange wagering set up the way I just described, um, that the pool actually would get bigger, right? There would be more dollars bet, not less dollars bet. And you could all of a sudden convince 
uh, the guy who's betting on Tampa, you know, plus seven and a half, that this actually works for him instead of some weird, uh, you know, I, I can't really figure out how much I'm going to make because the odds are going to shift on me every five seconds. And instead I go up and I say, you know, I want, I'm going to put it in and looks like I'm going to get eight to one, even if the odds change later, because I got eight to one right there. So, so they know? could take that bet at Delaware. Sure. If, 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 if Delaware at, at Tampa, you, if you, if you control, because what I'm talking about is fork. Uh, I, I use the word forking it. Leave the current system in place until it dies. Sure. Its own, it, uh, let it till it dies its own death. Fantastic. But if you forked it and over here, you allow a different set of wagering and you allow a different style of wagering and exchange wagering, and you have a different platform for offering that, then I think you got something. Well, it's That's almost a- like how other sports went with prop betting that used to just be the over-unders and you could, you could or against, you know, who, what the line was, but now you can bet how many touchdowns is Joe Burrow's going to have in a, in, a, in a, or how many yards Joe Burrow's going to have. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, so let's go back to what we did this for. We're fixing horse racing, right? Mm-hmm. So this is yes. a thing that, and TK, you made a great case for it. So what if every track did this? Mm-hmm. What would these tracks look like? Well, I, I think I, I don't think exchange wagering, fixing horse racing is not a one bullet shot. Of no. course not. Of course. Right. You know, if I if you if you if somebody came to me today and said, TK, um, you you got your wish, go set up exchange wagering for us, you know, and it's it I, that isn't alone gonna solve all of horse racing's troubles, right? It's, there's, there's a whole, that's a, I used to write this article, uh, um, a series of articles, and I called fixing the bookends. If you fix the bookends of horse racing, all the books in the middle will work. And the two bookends are, you gotta, you gotta make it great for fans. And I, and I'll call fans, not just gamblers, fans, fans and gamblers. Thank you for that. Thank you. Okay. So you gotta fix that. And you got to create more owners. That's it. If you if you fix all those two pieces, those two pieces alone, I don't care about the trainers. Trainers can come and go. I don't care about the jockeys. I don't care. They're, I don't care about the tracks for all the either because they're just venues. But if you get more owners in, those are your investors. Those are the people that put money into the game on horse flesh, and you fix the fans. And you make it a great experience. The, there will be plenty of money to take care of the books in the middle. If you That's, don't fix, if you don't fix both of the bookends, you can't just fix one. Either, everything falls right? apart. Yeah, everything right. falls apart. That's yeah. right. And, and and Randy and I are trying to do it with the with the one bookend and trying to fix the fans and and we can talk a little bit about that. But I want to get talk to you, uh, TK, about. The, the other bookend and that's creating more owners and a little bit about wasabi and what we are talking to randy and myself before we started recording um and and how what what you guys do and in, in, in how you actually personally have created more owners in the sport yeah i mean so i started wasabi about five years ago i was i was just a fan before that um my my great grand you know very quickly my great grandfather was a trainer um, and uh, his brother was a trainer in Maryland, but but the generations between my great grandfather and me 
had nothing to do with horse racing. They, you know, they, they everybody was smart enough to not get into the games really. Uh, if, you, if you talk to, if you talk to most of them, but, but, um, but, uh, I, I heard the stories from my great grandfather and I romanticized about it. And, uh, I romanticized about having a racing stable at some point. And, uh, and so, I'm going to give you a, it's a long winded story, but I'll, I'll try to keep it short, but it's interesting at least. Cause I think it tells a story of how you create more owners. Um, and uh, so once again, not really in the game uh, and not really from a, a family that had a ton of money. Um, so when I was about an 18 year old kid in Baltimore, I grew up in Baltimore. I, I sent a message to, I've left a phone message for a guy named Chick Lang. If you guys know Chick Lang, it used to be, Chick was uh, used to have a TV show, but he was also like uh, he was the uh, head of the Maryland Jockey Club for many years, and wow. you know a well-known dude. He was an older man, but I I actually sent him a note. Um, I called him, left a, a, a note of a, a voicemail for him, and said, "Hey, I want to get in racing, and you know you may have known my great grandfather." Blah blah blah. He calls me back. I have a conversation. I'll never forget this. And and Chick said. Well, and I was Tom at the time, uh, you know, no, I wasn't TK yet, but Tommy, he said, Tom, you know, you sound like a smart kid. I'm not going to help you get in racing, go off, make a bunch of money and then come back and get in racing, but don't, don't make a career out of it. And that I, it stuck with me. So that's what I did. I went off, made some money and, uh, always wanted to come back and start a racing stable and, so the deal with my wife was that I couldn't start a racing stable until our youngest daughter graduated. We have four kids. When, when she graduated high school, then I'd be allowed to start a racing stable. That was the deal. And the family joke is, as she is walking across the stage, I'm literally putting in the claim <laughs> on our first horse. Literally, as she's That's getting great. the diploma, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping a claim <laughs> While not, it's a little apocryphal. It's not far from the absolute truth is that as she walked across the stage, I was buying a horse. So, but I wanted to do something interesting in, in, cause what I saw in this, we're going five years ago. So this is, this is before all the current micro syndicates out there and micro ownership and really before syndicates, syndications have existed for 30 years, uh, of course, 40 years, 50 years even. So, um, but I wanted to do something slightly differently. I wanted to give people an easy way to be an owner, buy into a half or 1% of a horse um, and, and do it in a completely transparent way using technology so that they could create a community amongst themselves to learn as they became owners, right? And do it in an honest, transparent fashion. And that's what Wasabi was, was built to do. And um, so we started and like I said, we started off as a claiming operation. Um, and then that just grew and, you know, we're a breeding operation. We cover the stallion side. We do yearlings, you know, we kind of cover it all now and, you know, and, uh, give people an opportunity We're you know, a couple, almost 2000 people to total now in, in the group, I guarantee you, if I logged on right now, we have a private area community i got i bet you i have dozens of people talking to each other and that's really one of there's a three things that i'm really proud of about wasabi the first thing is 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 that we were i've been able to do this and the team that i have has been able to do this and we've been able to do it in an honest transparent way where we're constantly educating people and trying to build new owners that's a key point which i'll come back to the second thing is um 
we, all, we only work with trainers who frankly most people didn't want because they were young in most cases, hands-on with no success. I was looking for trainers who were not name brands. I wanted honest, hardworking, in the barn every single morning, hands-on horses types of trainers. And that's all we took. I, I, I wanted nothing from any name brand trainer. I did it intentionally because I wanted to make sure I was working with honest people who I could have great communication with and who were going to grow in the game with me. So that's Jesse that's, Cruz. Jesse Cruz is a great example. You couldn't ask for a, a better answer, a better description. But the others, you know, Jason Barkley, who we sure. we also have a great relationship. Zoe Volvo, who breaks all our yearlings, is if she was on, you would have the same kind of story. It's that's that's who we have. That's who our training group is. So so that's two. Um, and then the last thing is, I wanted to create a community that was going to create friends beyond racing and give them a safe place to have a community that was like that. And that's what we've done. I, we have wine events, we have wine tastings, we have people who sit around all day and talk about food inside of it. It's not just horse racing. It's a community of people who have become friends. I know you guys met, you met via Twitter, right? That's, that's, that's a story, right? Our story is the same. I've got at least a dozen people who now get together in person because they met at Wasabi and didn't know each other beforehand. Right. We have, and then coming back to that first thing is I want to grow owners. I don't want to, I don't need customers. My, the people in Wasabi are not my customers. I don't think of them as customers. I think of them as fellow owners, right? And what I'm trying to do is educate them on, on what, what it means to be a good owner so that they can go off and be a good owner on their own without me. So we, we have this program, we call it a graduate program where people actually start in Wasabi and then go off and get their own horse as an owner with their own stable name and their own thing. And we, we do everything to help them. We don't make any money off of that. We just do it. We've had 68 people who had never owned a racehorse ever in their life who now own racehorses on their own. That's growing owners, right? There you go. Awesome. Yeah. There's so, a bookend. Bookend. The bookend. Yeah, the bookend. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You're built. You're fixing horse racing. We can't fixing do it all. Horse racing. You it's can't do it sweet, all. Right. Small pieces, no. right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a small, no. I'm a small squirrel chasing small nuts is what I always say. I'm not, I'm, I, you know, Wasabi in the grand scheme of things, Wasabi Venture Stables in the grand scheme of things is a small operation in the grand scheme of horse racing. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't have any shame in that because I'm building, I, I'm building a company that's trying to be generational, not win the race today. I'm trying to do things the right way so that it can be generational. It's, 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 it's a slow, that's methodical, well, listen, listen, TK was one of the first people to talk to us about how to fix horse racing. That's right. But it's not like he doesn't care about it. No. This is what he's no. doing. I mean, this is a guy who owns a company and, and, and he, and he's, he's really passionate about it. And that's, it's awesome. And that's, it, you know, that's contagious. And that's the thing, really is, you know, and that's the thing. And unbelievable. I yeah, mean, it, you know, I, I, it's good. I'm going to go on a tangent here, you know, to talk about because it's your theme, though, how to fix horse racing. And this is if you fix the bookends, that's great. We talked about exchange wagering. There's there are other things that you can do, you know, thinking, of, you know, on the one bookend about fans. I, I said something very, I'm, this isn't what I was going to go talk about, but I think this is important too. 
I said something on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and I, I jumped into a thread and God knows that can be suicide. <laughs> but, 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 the, but the concept of, of what I said was, give me a track where handle is not the only way they're measuring success. And I will tell you a track that's going to be successful. And people lost their minds when I said that. I had literally people screaming at me saying, you don't understand how the economics work. And I'm like, no, I understand perfectly how the economics work. And what I'm telling you is, is that I can tell you about racetracks where the handle number is small, yet they're turning a profit. How would that possibly work if their handle number is small? Why? Because they have figured out that if you have a great product, you can greet bring in fans and not just some crazy offshore gambler who's trying to dump a half a million dollars on a race so I can get my small percentage after the take back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean that's, that's true. That's, that's the economics because, one-on-one if you because own if a you small build, business uh, compared to like, a, yeah. you know, owning a Denny's somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. And so, it. so if you, if we create fans, not just gamblers, but fans, you're That's... going to have a different situation on that side of the ledger. And I'm going to give you an example of a track that I absolutely love. I love how they operate. I love what they're doing. The racing isn't amazing, but that's not the point. And that is Canterbury Park in the summer. If you guys haven't been to Canterbury Park, what everybody Minnesota, says right? Minnesota, it's yeah. the greatest single fan situation in racing. I, I, it is, it's it was Saratoga special, but, but, but uh, Del Mar is special, but I'm telling you from a track understanding who they are, how to have, how to create fans, how to get people out on a, on a, on a Thursday night. It's a Thursday night of, <laughs> of twilight racing. And you got a packed house. Why? Because it's fun to be there. And yes, it's a bunch of $2 betters. I'm not arguing that. And it's, is, it, is it the best racing that exists in racing? Hell no. But Canterbury would be the first to admit that, that to you too. But that's not their job. Their not job isn't to cater to some individual owner because they want to run for a certain type of purse. Ben, you go away. What I'm doing is I understand where I'm speaking as Canterbury. I understand where I fit in the ecosystem. I understand no. how to how to put a good product together. And I understand how to attract enough owners who want to run there and enough fans who want to come out every night, buy their beer, pay their admittance. They, they actually pay to get in just to be there. They come and listen to the band. They make their bets every races. You know, but it's all small, but it doesn't matter. They're a profitable company. They're a public company. So you, you don't believe my stats? Go pull their public figures. They're not massive. I'm not saying they're, you know, the, they're not Churchill Downs. That's not the point. They're not Naira. But they know but they're, they're not. But they know they're not. That's, and that's they're, the key. They're building and they built a product that people like, that people want to be a part of. That's, that's all you can ask for. Well, isn't it? What, what, I mean, I think Canterbury Park, ironically, is where look at the biggest names in TVG are from, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt sure. Carruthers and Matt. Todd Shrupp. Yep. Canterbury Park. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, I, we, we said we, that. We, I, the first people I thought of, friends of our show who've both yeah. been on our show. Um, you know, yeah. We, Canterbury Park. We, we had our first 
uh, real string there. We have one horse uh, two years ago. We just sent one horse and COVID made a mess of the world. So we, we only have one horse, but we had our first real string up there last year. And we, uh, I went personally and my wife and I, and we spent uh, a week out there um, this last year. And I'm telling you, I f- love the fan experience. I, it was, it was an incredibly wonderful and it's and coming back, you know, we talked earlier about you know ages and things like that. You walk around the crowd; it's not a bunch of eighty-six-year-olds on oxygen and a walker. <laughs> it's it's people with families. It's people. It's younger people. It's the forty-five-year-old guy who just got out of you know work, and that's how he's going to spend his evening. That's that's what you want. It's and and to give you an example of the counter to that, you. you take it take a track and i'm not i hate to pick on a track i really hate to do this but you take the experience at like penn national right we we run a penn national so i'm the first to say it they don't have anybody it's it's a business and it's really it's basically just a casino part of the casino i was gonna say i've been there yeah right right and there's there's no fan experience no right none it's It's like watching a race it's like watching a greyhound race or something it, settle it, down with that yeah so <laughs> so anyway i you know it, so it's just the counter and and so at penn penn national once again if uh, you know uh, and once again we we run horses there we've got horses up there got a great trainer that i love working with there um uh, but if penn national took the mentality and said boy we could create a great fan experience and they looked at what canterbury was doing they, they'd make more money the simple fact is, you know, bring it full circle back to exchange wagering is if you build a better product and you market it and you operate it correctly, you almost always make more money in business. That's the beauty. Of oh, yeah. No, 100 percent. As much as I pick on these guys about, you know, I, I'm out here, I'm spoiled because I'm always at San Diego Park and I'm going to do whatever here, there, Del Mar. You know, I love the small tracks. I mean, I really do. And Tom knows that I grew up going to Delaware. Um I like going to turf paradise, you know, I mean, I think Tampa in the middle of the woods out there is awesome. I I've been to all of them and, 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 but it's true. Like, I don't know why all of them don't. And the point is, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you well, something else. This is, it's, I'm going to say something controversial and I'm not going to talk about individuals, but if you talk to the average person who is in racetrack administration, they're probably not getting a job at a fortune 500 company. This is what they do. <laughs> They're not very good at what they do. No, no, I'm not. Once again, this is not disparaging all of them. I'm talking about the average one and the average person sitting in marketing at most tracks who I've ever met, talked to, or the, the average administrator at most of the tracks I've ever spoken to. I look and say, you know what? I'm not hiring you for one of my companies. I can tell you that. You know, if, if you decided to leave racing, I'm not trying to poach you and get you out of racing so you can go work at another company. Well, none of them want to rock the boat. They're comfortable with their with their you mediocre have, paying, no, with their mediocre no paying, with their mediocre paying job. They they don't yeah, you have no idea what like it, it's 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 uncomfortable. I've dealt in Hollywood way too long to know that there's certain people that are like, Okay, this doesn't work. What are you doing? Stop yeah. it. And yeah. And that's with horse racing as well. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 this isn't, what is your crowd? What are you doing? And they're not yeah. smart with it. They're not, 
but they're awesome. Get them there. Like I said, build it. They will come. I've never, and I've said this a billion times on our show, TK, if you bring one person to horse racing, to a track, I've never had anyone or heard of anyone being like, this was a terrible experience. Well, or, I, I would, I would, I would, Randy, I, the only thing is, is that I would disagree with you. And here's why is, is that if I take, um, if I take a person who's never been to horse racing and their first experience is aqueduct in the winter, okay. <laughs> right. That's it's a bad, it's a bad experience. It's, it's not, a bad, it's not, listen, I that on my worst enemy. and I hated aqueduct. No, no, but, but, but that's my so, point though, is, is, is that if you take somebody It'd be like this. Here's an analogy that, that really drives it home. If someone has never seen a movie and their first movie ever is Space Jams, then they're going to think that that's what all movies are. <laughs> yep. That's, that's you, great, instead, that's instead of, oh, right, I got you. Yes. Right. right. It, you're right. That's the, that's my point is, is that you're right. You, you can't, you can't just, because I've taken people to a track and if it's the wrong track, they, you know, I feel I start cringing. I'm like, yeah, the, it's wait, the wrong you track. You're not the, a the good wrong, friend the if wrong you track. bring somebody to Aqueduct the, in the winter. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. Like, right. What are you doing? Right. I mean, you're not going to bring somebody to that. So. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Way, way to lose friends. And uh... Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> Oh, trust me now. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know. Like, if I brought Sarah oh. in here right now, her least favorite track is Aqueduct because we lived in Queens, and uh. we 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 went to Aqueduct, and she hates that, and she loves all the tracks, and she her one of her first experiences was Aqueduct in the winter, and hates it. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> so it's funny you said that because if she was in here, she'd be like. Absolutely. Right. But yeah. Right. Let's say, like, of course, you're gonna bring a friend to a good, good situation. And and if it is, even if it's turf paradise on a Tuesday, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. Well, the one thing that you said, TK, that that both Randy and I um hit on during this show and during the, the this series is uh you had mentioned not the better but but just the, the the fan and that that's something that that is very important to to us on the show uh as oh, it is. As, oh, it is. As, as you know where we want to attract that uh get them in young and, and get them get them get them to stay young um and that's that's one thing that we really are passionate about i mean sure the betters are betters but but it's that it's that fan that will go to aqueduct in 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 the winter time it's more than the one in the three what you're saying tom right it's more than the one in the three in the race it's the well it right and we know we all know of the horse and everything exactly we we all know people that they don't know oh i i i used to uh go to a track with a guy who who said oh i don't even know their names i'm like you know and every sport, really want- every sport, they know the, you know, they know the running back that they're following. And oh, I like him because he plays for a different team. But we need this with with the horses, not just yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh, you, when, when you said that, that you, yeah. when you said that uh, we want fans that 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 totally struck a chord with with uh, with both of us. Yeah, because hmm. we heard I, that a lot. We heard a lot of stuff. 
but that's what's interesting tell me who's gonna win and i'm like well it's a sport that's what's killing the sport is that yeah yeah it's interesting because that that although sounds fairly straightforward and seems like it would be hard to argue that creating more fans is is should be a goal um that's a fairly controversial statement in racing today creating more fans is not a universally thought of and approved statement it's not it just is i know i know the, it's, the it's... fact is is that that's not true that mo that is not universally accepted as a as a concept what is universally accepted or thought of and would be agreed with is give me more betters and that's what we need and i'm here to tell you i don't think we need more people who are just betters i need more people who are full fans and at the same time will bet as well that's but but bet but not i don't need candidly we don't need more me as as people and i'm a i'm a fairly large better you know, uh, you know, hence the, you know, the $29, $29,000 exacta. So uh, I'm not, I'm a fairly large better on horse racing, and, but having more of me is not necessarily going to grow the sport. It's not going to help anybody. If there are just a few more of me's. what we need are hundreds of my wife, my wife. Um, I don't need a hundred wives, but we need, <laughs> but, but, but I was going there in a second. Hey, yeah, I, right. I literally, literally she'll she'll go to a track we were at tampa you know to well, you know for lab of luxury you know we were you know we were there and i think you know she may have bet eight dollars all day right and people if you if you just looked at her and said wow well good, what what use is she because the track made you know or the or the or the handle on her of eight dollars they made about a dollar off of having her there but if you if you thought about it what she really did was she invests in the horses on that side right she's part of the ownership that drives that she's 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 buying two glasses of wine while she's there she's and she and she's probably if 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 you give her a good experience she's probably bringing two or three friends who are also buying two or three glasses and one of them might be a big better and one That's of right. them might be a bag better. Yep, and they might bring bring another friend. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, exactly... it's when you buy the, the 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 stadium when you're in the NFL. You want concessions. You don't care right. about whatever you no, want concessions. Mike, uh, hey, let's Sarah, let's sit Sarah, down at the let's sit down in the dining room and ha- and let's not just have a glass of wine. Let's sit down in the dining room. Look at let, drop look a couple at, hundred dollars. Look at look at right. Sarah. Um, at TK, I don't know if you know Sarah, my girlfriend who does the show with us. Um, you know. She might bet, I don't even know, a hundred. If she bet a hundred dollars in six months, it'd be incredible. She does a show for Beer Garden in uh, Hong Kong. She does a show with us. She yeah. talks about horses, does whatever, loves it, goes whatever. Who knows who she brought into the game right? because of it? And that's somebody who's not a better. Sarah's not, not a better. better. You know right. what I mean? She's not a better. Like, I don't think she spent anything yesterday betting. Right. You know, right. Um, when we were at the Malibu. 
Yeah. And, and so, so I, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, we need to attack the bookends. Um, there's no one silver bullet. You know, we started this no. conversation on exchange wagering. No, it's not, it's not one thing. It's, it's many things. It's many little pieces. Um, all of which become a, it's many bricks that make up a wall and we need to build a wall, but we need to start with at least a brick or two. Um, brick by brick, right, my friend, brick by brick. brick. By brick. Uh, you know, yeah. and so, so that's, that's, that's kind of my belief. Um, I like on how to, how to fix horse racing. Um, and absolutely. And that's, that's, and that's what we're, that's, that's, we're trying that's, to, you know, unfortunately with Mandina dying, we, we kind of, Randy and I have been talking, kicking around this idea for a couple months. And then with Medina passing away, we're like, we got to do something. And even if it's just us bullshitting and talking here, uh, yeah. some, somebody might listen. Somebody might listen, you know, and, and no one and, else is every, no one else has the balls to do it. And, yeah. and everybody else has the balls to do it is just crying, complaining at the top of their lungs about the dumbest shit that we can't control. So yeah. let's get a voice. And it's, yeah, I, I think I think, you know, first of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of if you cater, well, once again, not to bring this back, but if you cater only to the better, then the conversation becomes very one note. It's, it's a very one note conversation, right? Because it, be, it quickly becomes, well, you know, you got to cater to the people that are driving the most handle and those are the people that matter and blah, blah, blah. If that's the only way you're going to think about it, the conversation becomes one very one note-ish. Um, even the Medina spirit, you know, tra uh, you know tragedy, becomes a gambling story, right? Well, I need my wager back for every one of those ones when Medina Spirit beat me because obviously the, the horse was drugged. Well, let let that go, okay? It happened. Right. It right. Let the betting aspect of it go. Solve the other problems underneath. Right. And then you, then you, then you can worry about the, the betting. Exactly. exactly. You know, but, but if you only cater to the guy who's sitting there, you know, figuring out how he's going to, you know, make his next, you know, uh, you know, his next uh, pick three work. And that's all he's thinking about all day. Uh, that's probably not going to grow the game. No, it's not, well, it's anyway, listen, not going to grow the game. Yeah. TK, we deal with it with what we do. You know, here it's like the the gamblers want us to just do handicapping shows. And yeah, we well, there's six hundred. There's six hundred forty-two ha handicapping shows. You want to? I've been on a couple of those. Um, you know, um, I I that's fantastic. You want to listen to that? Go somewhere else. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, that's you know, I, I mean, mean, and we do both, but we both yeah, we want to give something to people that. Right. I, I don't know, but everybody, and then people, we deal with the same thing. It's, it's almost like, just shut up and tell us the winner. Like, okay, right. well, <laughs> go get a yeah. subscription to fucking so-and-so. I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. Right. Jesus. You want yeah, to listen to me? Do, do the no. tip sheets outside of Saratoga. Yeah. That'll be, that'll yeah. be perfect. That'll, no, no, that should nobody do Nobody wants we to have talk them, about, We have them here uh, too. We haven't, you know, Delmar has them. We haven't seen them yeah. here too. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. There's yeah. That, that, yeah I'll wow. just read those out loud, and I'll get a million people watching. Yellow sheets. Yeah. They used to have them. They used to have yeah. them at Philly Park back in the day. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Now nobody ventures to do it at Philly Park. They're like, hell no. I'm gonna give out tip sheets. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's because they got to watch off the rail on Tuesday nights 
um, cheap plug. Famous plug. Uh, <laughs> cheap plug. Cheap plug. Oh, Fantastic. Well, well, we we uh, we we talked a lot, DK, and I know you're a busy guy. You're moved uh, moved into a new house, and we kept yeah. you a lot longer than that I'm sure your wife really wanted us to, to have you. Um, or maybe she would lay us stick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This relationship. Right, I'm just exactly. saying. Yeah, he's just uh, saying. I, but we, we covered a, we covered um, yeah. a lot more ground than, than I thought, which I love. Um, and I love the book and analogy. Um, Good. That's that is. Oh, no, uh, no. Yeah. Listen, uh, TK, you, you, that was amazing. And then we could talk all night, I'm sure, about all this stuff. And we'll have you back on. Yeah. Now, can we bring you back on it? I can, I can spew all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Easy. No, we, we got to get listen, them on. TK, uh, TK might be up there for commissioner when we go out there. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we are, we are doing a, if, if we have a commissioner who's the commissioner, I'm voting for you, TK. Uh, oh, thanks. I'll take the votes. I'll but, take all the votes I get. Be before that, maybe we'll have to get him on a weekly show when he could do uh, straight from the horse's mouth. I, I, I like. Oh, that, that would be. I funny. think TK would be great. We'll yeah. tell we you about a, that in a second. But yeah, we do a, a segment. TK would be awesome at that. But absolutely, yeah. TK. Yeah, yeah hey, was, hey, you, you want you want to bring me on? I, I I could do a pick show too if you do the pick show. You know, I you do pick I've, shows the whole time. I've, yeah. I, I've hit two hundred and thirty-six pick fives in the last twenty-four months. You're like AJ Ryder at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I play a lot. 234. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. You are incredible. We're any at parks. Uh no. No, I've never I don't think <laughs> I've ever hit a pick five at parks. I, I try see, not to gamble at parks. Uh yeah, not, see, AJ, not, not usually not usually one of my go-to tracks, that's for sure. See, AJ's one ahead of him, right? Yeah, ahead. definitely ahead of me if that's true. <laughs> so well good. It was it was great to be on, guys. Uh I loved it and I love what you guys are doing and it's it's fun energy. Yeah, thank, oh, thank no, you so thank much, you. CK. Awesome what you're doing. We appreciate it. And we'll definitely have you back on. That was awesome, man. Like, I think I was sitting here thinking, um, yeah, no, I'm going to listen to the greatest some... shows I've done. Honestly. Good. I'm Good. listening well, to this on, on, uh, on my, uh, I, I think I'm going up to Philly Park tomorrow. So it'll give me, uh, give me some, just pop it on the, uh, pop it on. Well, it's when, not going it to be probably edited by then. But. Good point. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. And then we can just cut lying, that out. Uh, we're not cut that yeah, out. Exactly. But anyway, no, uh, no, TK, really appreciate you uh, you yeah, hanging out right. with us and responding back to our tweets. And um, yeah. watch what you respond to because next thing yeah. you know, you, you're, you're going to be on another show with us. So, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll be careful. Absolutely. So, thank you so much. TK, where can they follow you? Where can they go? And we'll talk yeah, just, right after when I hit the button. Yeah, wasabistables.com. Just if you, you can find me on Wasabi Stables. I'm a fairly Googleable guy. If you want to get a hold of me, it's pretty easy to find me. Yeah, Twitter and everything. Oh, yeah. You want to follow, what do you, where do you on Twitter? Tell everybody. At TK Kugler. Can you spell that for everybody? Yeah, T-K-K-U-E-G-L-E-R. All right, thank you. Because you know everybody would not be able to realize what you just said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> put, in, put, in, put in TK and, and they'll they'll get them. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually Google, Google me, just, bitch. <laughs> yeah, actually, if you do, you could just you could just pretty much put in TK and, and the word wasabi and you'll find us. So, there you yeah. go. All right. So so yeah, absolutely check him out. And listen, we 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 got with him. You know, he went in, oh you know, uh he dove right Ball in. fire. I loved it. 
I love yeah. it. You dove right in. We loved it. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I, I love the show. And this was incredible. And this is really, it makes me happy because this is why we, we really. That's why we're doing it. Started doing Thanks. this. And, and Keep up the good work, guys. DK, absolutely. Thanks, DK. Stay aboard, DK. We're going we're gonna to talk in a second. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. See you later, everybody.